Hello and welcome to Sports Talk, your weekly no-nonsense roundup of the best sports news, views and interviews in our area. I'm David Lee, news reporter for the Express Series newspaper and host of the podcast. Dan Darlington and Josh Brown are with me today as we go through a contrasting weekend of fortunes for our sides, with defeats for both Mainhead United and Mainhead Rugby Club, yet wins elsewhere for Slough Town and Windsor in the rugby. Um, good afternoon to you both. Good how are you both getting on? Yeah, good, thank you. Not too bad. How did the weekend of sporting action treat you? Dan, you were over at Boreham Wood and... Josh, we've heard that your uh, gazelles have, have <laughs> perished as you uh, took in uh, Windsor Rugby at Home Park and muddy, muddy conditions on foot. Yeah, probably not the best footwear to wear. But, yeah. Is there any hope for them or, or is no, it... No, I think straight in the bin. <laughs> Wait for the next payday. <laughs> well, Dan, you had the safety of, um, of the stand. Well, at least I had a stand, yeah. At Boreham Wood. Um, we'll, we'll, get on to, we'll start with that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, you watched the Magpies as they fell to a, a late 2-1 defeat at Boreham Wood. Um, you might as well have turned up just for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> that yeah. seems like that was when all the action um, took place. Um, we'll hear from uh, Alan Devonshire first and then we'll unpick all the action. So here's Dan's interview of Alan after uh, Mainhead United fell to their 2-1 defeat. I thought you gave an awful lot to that game and you must be, you must be sick and upset at the manner in which you've, you've lost it, especially the penalty. Awful, it's an awful goal, mate. Awful goal that could concede and all that. And... It's just awful. So I just feel for them. They, you know, you know, we're down to bare bones. Joe's get sent off, and we got to defend one corner, and it's like trickled in the corner. It's come off someone's hip or whatever. Yeah. Roll past. I don't know how many players. So I, it's, it's, I'm just gutted at the moment. Um, got ourselves back into it. A game that maybe we shouldn't have been even having the chance to get back into it, but we did. Um, and then to give it away like that. So. Gutted. But again, the referee was so quick to put giving it. It might have been handball, I don't know the penalty, but so quick to give it. And he's on the other side of the pitch. How he's fucking seen it, I don't know. But listen, it is what it is. So. What, what did you think of your penalty? Did you think that was soft as well, or did you I think didn't that see it? There was a load of bodies on the load of bodies in the way, so I don't know. The, I don't know. the you know the penalty and then sending Joe off. Um, does that kind of have an impact on the on the next corner? Um, well, of course, he's yeah, the best head of the ball. So we got Massey out and all, so yeah, it's going to thing. But it's it's just an awful goal to concede. Awful goal. And is it just in that that moment, having you know, obviously, you know, the penalty's been given, the penalty's been saved, but there's still a bit of disorganisation in that in the, in those moments. Probably, after that. but listen, you just got to do your jobs, don't you? you? Just mark up and do your jobs. So it's just a poor, poor goal to give away, and it's like I just feel for them because I give everything, absolutely everything. So you know, I just feel for them in there. So. But listen, we're down to bare bones, we're putting odds on sods, we're putting people into positions that they ain't played before and all that. And listen, they've worked their nuts off, so I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, att- attacking-wise, Boreham looked like a very good side today. One of, the, one of the, I don't know if that's one of their best performances of the season, but it certainly looked like it. No, they're good but you going stayed forward. with they're them. Good, they're good, you know. good going forward, mate. At the end of yeah. the day, we were disorganised at first. We had to change the system because of the personnel. Then Danny's come off injured. Then... It's just like one thing after another at the moment, so we just got to ride the storm. Really, that's all we can do. Yeah, it would have been lovely to have, you know, just held on for a few minutes yeah, and come away with a point. point. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing, but we haven't. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you've got a week, obviously, now to kind of prepare for the Woking game. Obviously, that's um, that, you know, it's a big game at home. Suspended. You know, it's, yeah, yeah it's listen, be, both, yeah. both two, two lads suspended. So listen, we'll got see. We'll see. You thinking know. to do James Comley, I suppose, will be back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or depends, he might get injured in months of that. I don't know tonight. <laughs> so, things are going whatever, so, so, yeah, so it's just one of them things we can't, yeah. can't 
whinge too much about it. It's just such a poor, poor goal to give away. That's Sunday morning stuff, sorry, Sunday morning, which yeah. I told them there. But I weren't happy with a couple of my senior players, to be fair, today, and I will talk to them tomorrow. Yeah, the first goal as, as well, do you think that maybe the cross shouldn't have come in? You know, they've worked it well, but, you know... Listen, it is, listen, at the end of the day, people have got to do their jobs, and certain people didn't do their jobs. They worked their nuts off and they worked hard, but at the end of the day, sometimes the game's quite basic and all that, and uh, we didn't do the basic things well. So there were some really good performances out there, but there was a couple of poor The intensity was good from the side today. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, and, and we got ourselves back into the game, so we'll just wait and see. Unlucky. Unlucky. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, we've heard from from uh, what Dev had to say there. Yeah. Um, it was it was a really disappointing end to the game um, when it looked like men had may have uh, stuck a point. But you you felt Boreham were, were good value for their for their victory. Yeah, I, I do, and I think you know Dev alludes to the fact that you know they they probably could have been out of sight in the game as as well. Um, I was really impressed with them actually, and and I, and I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a really good game of football. Uh, I thought Boreham were really good going forward. They looked like they've got a lot of quality, a lot of talent in their side, but. Um, you know, the game had a real good edge to it as well. I thought Maidenhead played well. You know, they didn't create the same number of chances that, that Boreham Wood did, but, you know, they defended really resiliently. Um, you know, and I, I thought there were some super performances in there. Um, Joel Lull, who, um, you know, was involved in some of the controversy later in the game, I thought he was magnificent defensively. Chris Dunn made some stunning saves, including a penalty save. You know, Ryan Upwood, who was you know, playing a skipper instead of uh, the suspended Alan Massey. I thought he gave a good good account of himself and I thought Jake Cassidy looked looked really lively up front, um, you know, following on from his goal against Rotherham in, in the Cup. So so there were quite a lot of positives. You know, it was a tough afternoon for Maidenhead and, you know, looking at Boreham, I'm really surprised that they're not in a higher position in the table than they are because they, they went into the game only like a point ahead of Maidenhead and a place ahead of them. <coughs> Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in, in you know, for the for the most part, Boreham Wood had you know an awful lot of the ball, an awful lot of the territory, created the lion's share of the chances. But all of the action came in the last um, you know 20 minutes. Um, their inform uh, striker Tishy Manga gave them the lead, a really nice finish with about uh, 20 minutes to go. And then it looked like Maidenhead were going to kind of whether they deserved it or not is you know is up for debate. But they they looked like they were going to get something from the game. Uh, their substitute um, uh, Ibra Sakacha. Yeah, that was the name I was. I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, so, uh, well, he he's um, he has played for Crystal Palace. He has scored for Crystal Palace in, in the past. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I can't remember exactly where he comes to comes to them from uh, at present. But um, he came on as a second half substitute, I think, for Josh Kelly. Um, it was hauled down in the box. Uh, I thought it was a penalty. There was definitely a, an arm that went across his shoulder, and, and he, you know you could argue he went down easily. But um, um, you know the referee pointed to the spot, and I was surprised because he immediately ran to get the ball himself. And I thought you know maybe uh, Cassidy might be the penalty taker or someone else, but he he tucked it away, away quite nicely. That was with about nine minutes to go. So you're thinking, you know, Maidenhead will probably hold on here. Um, but within minutes, um, Boreham Wood broke. Uh, there was a, sh- a shot, a goal-bound shot, which Joe Alol threw himself in front of. I thought it was an excellent defensive block. Um, I haven't seen a replay back. It looked like it hit him on the side, but the referee has obviously seen that it struck his arm as he's kind of launched himself to kind of block the ball. 
uh, and you know uh, Bolton would have been awarded a penalty. Chris Dunn saved it from Tyrone Marsh. And with Vince Oxford injury, this, yeah. this was within you know with about two two or three minutes left. So you think you know maybe they're going to get something here by hook or by crook. But they didn't from, you know, like you say, within 60 seconds, um, a corner came in. It wasn't well defended. They were down to 10 men by this stage. And that was Jalil um, getting going second off, in a yeah, card. Getting second. Yeah, exactly. I didn't explain that. Um, uh, yeah, so down to 10 men and it kind of bounced off. I mean, the most, you know, the worst kind of goal to concede. It looked like it bounced off Justin Shebu's hip. The way you described it on Twitter was quite agonising. It kind of rolled, it almost like... Particularly for someone who back then to draw, but... <laughs> almost like, you know, you know when things go into slow motion, you see this ball kind of just rolling towards the corner. It must have gone past, you know, five or six bodies and the goalkeeper, and nobody could react. It looked like they were all rooted to the spot. It just dribbled across the line. It was horrible. Uh, a horrible way to, <laughs> uh, yeah, to, to lose out on... On a point, um, yeah. despite you know, as you say, Boreham were perhaps having the lion's share of um, of chances. Um, so yeah, I mean, for, for Maidenhead going forward, uh, you you kind of think now they've got the televised game coming up against mm-hmm. Woking. You know, in, important to to respond um, to that defeat. They they they've been um, last couple of games refereeing decisions haven't gone their way. No, they're now without Alan Massey and Joe Lyle through suspension, so they've got a bit of a hole in there. Uh, uh, centre half now. Yeah, and they're they're their only two recognised out and out centre halves. I know they've got some players who could possibly uh, deputise in there. I thought Aaron Davis, who is a midfielder, defensive midfielder, I thought he did really well on Saturday uh, alongside Alol. Um, so presumably he'll be back in there again. Uh, I don't know whether Remy Karima will be back from injury in time. If so, he might you know deputise there. But um, yeah, they're they're going to be up against it on on Saturday. You know, you would look at Woking and you'd think before Saturday's game, now let's let's target that game, let's go and get you know three points from it because Woking haven't been in the best form after a, a good start to the season. But now it's looking like because of you know the injuries they have, because of the suspensions they've got, you'd look at it and think, well, you know, if they can pick up anything from that and you know stop this run of defeats, that's now three defeats in all competitions after Aldershot and um, Rotherham and uh, obviously Saturday. Um, so it's a bit of a shame. You feel like you know, once you know Maidenhead get their full complement of players back, they're capable of picking up results in this league as they've shown. But uh, as soon as you start chipping away, you know, either in an attacking sense that they, you know, say someone like Josh Kelly or Jake Cassidy or something like that, uh, or in a defensive sense, you, you feel like they're vulnerable. Um, and I just get the feeling they're going into another slightly vulnerable period and if they lose to Woking on Saturday you know what does that do for confidence again you know will they go on another you know run of uh, winless games so um, it's a key game but it's a tough one for them and they'll be there for the, the whole world to see on, uh, on well <laughs> yeah. if you have a BT Sports subscription but, um, <laughs> but yeah and uh, you know it'll be good to have the um, yeah, the, cam- the camera's back. It will, uh, yeah. An interesting tea time kickoff. I, I don't know what the fans will. And I think, think I overheard you saying that you'd never covered a five thirty game before. Was that, I was don't it? think I've ever been to a five thirty game no. before. So a moment in history. I, I haven't covered any of the uh, the Premier League five thirty <laughs> kickoffs. So, no. <laughs> so that yeah, that will be um, that be a big game. And um, we'll get we'll get on to the uh, football roundup now for for results around the area. So we've got Chippenham Town nil, Slough three. Um, I put in my notes revenge following FA Cup defeat um, so yeah Slough kind of bouncing back from um, 
Chippenham who knocked them out of the qualifying rounds of the FA Cup um, earlier this season, yeah, great. I believe. And uh, yeah, a good a good win following last week Ken's um, postponement. Yeah, I mean or abandonment. I think you know from what I gather, you know Chippenham Town were were good value for their um, you know going through in the FA Cup played really well, so you'd expect that to be a a really tough game for May, uh, for for Slough. Um, but they've negotiated it really well. Um, Matt Lynch, um, Max Warsfold and Warren Harris got, got their goals on Saturday. Uh, you know, another away win. You know, their away form hasn't been as, as strong as their home form this season. Up to second in the table. Um, and, um, you know, last week they, they could so easily have lost that game uh, away to Haven and Waterlooville, but they were, were given a reprieve by the weather. Um, so all in all, things are going along really quite nicely for Slough, and it feels like, you know, they're getting thing, you know, they're getting thing a little bit of lady luck here and there as well. So, um, so that's pleasing for them. And this mark Neil Baker and John Underwood's um, fight. It was their five hundred game. And the, the second time yeah. of asking. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing because of the, the the first one was postponed and abandoned. That yeah. that doesn't count. So um, yeah, um, yeah. So a magnificent achievement for them. That's. Um, 500 games in management, obviously they were at Godalming and did well with them before coming to Slough. And uh, You always feel like they make improvements season on season. I don't, I can't remember a season where um, you know, they've gone backwards to a degree. They, they always tend to improve on the number of points they win, you know, maybe getting closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs. And if they fail in the playoffs one season, they tend to get there in the next season and um, you know, and get and, and and get promotion. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it's a, it's been a really long term project, but um, uh, you know, it's one of it's a it's one of the clubs where everyone a little bit like Maidenhead, everyone's on the same um, song sheet or hymn sheet. Everybody's pulling in the same direction. There's no fans suggesting that they want the, the managers out. You know, everybody's really kind of you know going well at that club. Yeah, and uh, we've got Chip Step One, Marlow One. Um, that's five draws in the league now for for Marlow. Um, they're just not quite turning these draws into into victories, are they? Yeah, and I think by all accounts they were quite lucky to get that that draw on Saturday because they got a last minute equaliser through Devonte Romeo. So so p- perhaps a kind of a, you know I, I, we haven't spoken to Mark Bartley yet to to see what his thoughts are on that game whether that's a good point in his view or whether yeah. it's more points dropped. And Josh, you've spoken to Mark uh, you know a few times in in recent weeks. I mean, what's his the general mood been like over kind of Marlow's performances and the way that they've been going? Yeah, just just a real focus on obviously keeping their heads in the game and and not really you know they have this disciplinary record issue and he, he's obviously keen for it to not let. It spill over in, into their performances, and that's really what he's sort of focusing on. on and um, you know, try to see the games out of you know, players still on the pitch, really. Um, but yeah, he, he has been really, really quite confident about their, their form. And I think that these draws probably won't affect him too much until maybe you know he starts slipping a bit more. Um, yeah, I think he, he does have a, a confidence in his side's yeah. ability, but yeah, at the moment, I was having a look at the table there, sort of uh, look to be kind of sort of nine points away from um you know the playoff places. So there there's a little bit of a gap. They do have some games in hand but um he, they'll need I, to start picking up a few more wins. When I spoke to him a few weeks ago he said, you know, he was quite adamant that, that was still the target to get into the playoffs. But their form wouldn't suggest that that's that's where they're headed at the moment. But you know, like you say, they have had injuries. 
and maybe a bit of misfortune. So we'll see see what happens in the yeah. Premier League. And then we have Burnham uh, losing 1-0 at home to Lydney Town. Um, defeat for Flatwell Heath as well at home to Shrivenham. Um, whilst Hollyport ran out 3-0 winners um, at home to Woodley United. Winters' game, that was... Uh, I think I saw a picture of uh, the pitch where they were supposed Covered to be playing. Covered in water, wasn't it? Yeah. It looked in no fit state. <laughs> so I think that was a good early call by the referee there. in there, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, uh, yeah, well, first of all, Hollyport, they're going well in um, in, in their league, you know, Division 1 East. Um, Alan Aikman got a couple and um, Fabian Driffle. I think we said it scored what, 18 goals in 18 appearances? Yeah, I, mean, I just... And recently the topic of... Um, some clubs trying to set aside. Um, yeah. I, I literally just spoke to um, Derek Sweetman, and he sort of was talking about you know he, he's sort of a player who really really wants to keep hold of. He's not far from making the hundred club, you know, hundred goals. And um, yeah, he said to me the order of the afternoon was three points and nothing else. And, and you know it was obviously clear to see they did that and um, yeah played really really well. Only been beaten once this season. Yeah, um, got games in hand on a few of their rivals and and are already up to like. Fifth or sixth, something like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think fourth. Fourth, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so go, they're going well. Um, uh, yeah, disappointment for Burnham because they had what won three matches in a row and were beginning to pull clear of um, well, moving into the top half of the table. And you you felt that they'd kind of got their act together. So to lose at home to Lydney Town will be seen as a as a as a disappointment for them. And the same for for Flagwell Heath, although Shrivenham are up to third. In the table, so yeah, one of the four sides in the in the division. Yeah, and Mainheads United uh, women they progressed in the Barks and Bucks Women's Senior Cup with a three 0 victory at Newbury, so that was um yeah positive result for them. Yeah, uh, from my understanding, reading that Ellie Parker, the goalkeeper, had a bit for an amazing performance in stopping, you know, well keeping the clean sheet really. I mean, it could have been completely different, but um, I think you know wouldn't be surprised if she beat that man in the match. Yeah, women, yeah, they got through to um. They go through to the semi-final, so I'm not sure exactly. I think there are three teams, MK Dons being one, Wickham and someone else who they who they could possibly face. Yeah, so it sounds the, like they could the be a good, good tie line and stuff. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I looked at, looked up their goal scorers before. So Simone O'Brien, who's been sco- their top scorer this yeah. season, they've done well. Anika Striep, Striep. Pecker. I I can't pronounce it either. I can't. I'll, I'll have got that really wrong. <laughs> but, uh, um, and and Steph Steph Nelson getting getting their goals on Sunday. So so that's great. Their form has been really good, hasn't it? Yeah, they've done. Um, certainly in the cup, anyway. They've. Um, yes, yeah, it seems to find most of their success there, really. And um, I know um, <laughs> I know one of their centre backs quite well. She said scoring me, and she said it's sort of like that, you know the, the coach. Um, for both of the coaches that are really taking the cup tournaments quite seriously. Yeah. So uh, we got a source inside the camp. <laughs> so now when uh, we have advertising sources understand, yeah. uh, we're they're going to know exactly who we're talking about. Um, okay, well thanks for that, fellas. We'll uh, look at the rugby now. Um, Josh, we'll try not to remind you of your ruined trainers. Um, but obviously you're at home park um, on the touchline on Saturday as Windsor secured a much-needed victory over Trowbridge in the southwest one east. Um, a strong defensive performance proved to be the catalyst for the hosts. Um, Josh spoke to head coach Jack Pattinson after the game. Let's hear from him. Quality run, you know, first half was definitely much more the entertaining, but, you know, second half, you can't fault it for the defensive effort you put in, really. Definitely. I thought first half was probably the best we've played all season, particularly in defence and tactically some of the stuff we were doing in attack was great. Second half, we struggled to get the ball a lot. I think they had a lot of momentum, but I actually think the way we defended 
showed so much character real good discipline at times I think still think we need to improve on that but no really good performance it would have been nice to get that extra try that That's would have been perfect it would have been perfect but a team three places above you in the league they're winding down the clock for the last two minutes and then just kick it out they didn't want to play so I thought that was really exciting from us and yes. just shows how far we're coming and actually the boys at the end sorry but the boys at the end but some of them were like dejected like we hadn't got five points like, lads that's the second win of the season great win yeah. they've just given up against us so yeah a lot better yeah. so, I yeah. mean it's gonna, it's just going to boost our confidence nothing else it's a, it's a great win for, for you and the squad isn't it yeah so. a bit, bit of momentum which is massive so hopefully we can go on a little bit of a run and keep picking up points and we'll see where we are Good at Christmas luck thank yeah. you very much so Josh you made um, your first trip to, to home park um, of the season uh, what did you make of the game and um, yeah, what were the ingredients for uh, Windsor's success well very exciting I thought um, I mean, fortunately I turned up as early as I did really because they scored their first try in seven minutes and um, you know it was all, all sort of really a, quite a good game really for the neutral I mean, especially for the first couple of minutes it was sort of their first try came off the back for you know the sort of um trying to say sort of you know, at the back of their play I suppose like it, off the back of a scrum or a more that's, that's it yeah. yeah so it was really like quite a bit of pressure from Trowbridge and, and you know Windsor managed to just pick up the ball and really run with it and, and you know put it down well but it was the defence I think that, that stood out the most for the whole afternoon I mean I think that was the game plan going in for it for Jack Patterson's side they just came off the defeat to Marlborough a, a team they were leading against at half time last weekend so I think he really wanted to sort of instill a good, strong, strong backline, and that they did. I mean, they they big tackles and sort of well, well, you know, positional play was really, really well. Yeah, how were the conditions? I mean, it's it's um we're certainly in the season now where we're starting to be playing on kind of bogs and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it can be um it can be some real. It's not. You look at Braywick, for instance, where you have got your your yeah. artificial pitch, and uh, you know, it's a more consistent style of style of playing now but you know on the wintry pitches things are getting tough yeah I think certain pitches and I don't know what home park is like but from the sounds of your trainers <laughs> it might be a pitch that kind of lends itself to kind of you know the forward packs you know to, to dominate rather than you know th- throwing the ball out wide and getting it to, to, to your backs but yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how they have it was a good mixture of um Forward play and, def- and 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 back play. Yeah, it was it was they they did capitalize Windsor did capitalize well on on Trowbridge because they they did lose that first occasion and and you know drop the boards in dangerous positions and that's never favourable, is it when you're sort of already trailing the game and um yeah sp- speaking to Jack after the game he was just so positive about his side and that they were really unlucky not to get a fourth try and a bonus point from to boost their position higher because they trade places with Trowbridge with the win and. Um, could have pushed up higher and yeah. chased the people above them. Really. And, and yeah, to put the performance in context, they they'd lost eight of their previous nine games. Yeah. I think I think they'd won one other game this season. So they've been up against it, and the, you know the pressure was on to win that game. You know if they're gonna if they're gonna survive in Southwest One East this season, they're gonna need to win matches like that. So um, and and Trowbridge would have probably seen that as a a bit of an opportunity as well, which probably made made for it being such an exciting game. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what um, that's de- that definitely both you know both teams wanted the win so much, and obviously Windsor probably played the home advantage a little bit more and, and got the win with that. Yeah, and can you see um, yeah, then building on this performance, and um, I mean, how difficult is it going to be for them to you know stay in this division? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think they were quite fortunate with the, with the weekend's opposition they had, but. Um, 
think if they carry on like they did and, and get off to a fast start, I think it'll surprise a lot of teams and, and you know, could go on to, to win the match. And and especially second half performance, like the defensively was just so impressive. It was just if they can keep that up, I'm sure they'll be I think I think home form will be will be key, won't it? I think they're going to lose a lot of games away. Um, you know, I think they'll struggle most most weeks away from home. But um, uh, if they can beat the sides around them, and they've shown a couple of occasions at home park, they're capable of winning those you know games against teams around them at the bottom. That'll be key to them staying up. I think. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, we'll just uh, round up the other results then. Um, whilst we're here, so we've got Barnstable twenty seven, Mainhead twenty. So. Um, I mean, on on the looks of things, Mainz have put up a good a, a good showing, but not enough to beat the uh, the league leaders. Yeah, I I think it's a bit of a, a strange game, really. Um, the, the Maidenhead were leading seven three going into half time, and um, Barnstable managed to to get a try to make it ten seven at the break. And, and I think had they held out at that point and gone in with a lead, it, it might have been a different story. Um, they then had their Centre. I presume Rory Hannigan was playing centre. Uh, Sinbind um, in the second half, and they struggled for a period while he was out of the game. And um, Barnstable racked up the points. I think during that period they got it to twenty four seven at one stage before Maidenhead managed to kind of fight back with a few tries of their own. And you know, so they they finished within seven points, and I think they might pick up a point for that. Um, so um, yeah, look, it's a uh, it's disappointing because you know if they wanted to win the title this this year, they, they you'd probably look at them having to go there and win that match or at least not lose it. Um, they're now quite a lot, quite a few points behind Barnstable, but you know plenty of the season still to go. I think they're third in the table, um, and Barnstable still have to come to Braywood Park this season. So um, yeah. It's, uh, it's not all, not all doom. Yeah, there'll be a time to make amends yeah. further down the line. Um, we had Chesham 9, Marlow 16. So Marlow um, starting to string a few results together. Good, yeah, good win for them. Their first away win of the season. I think they've picked up four wins at home prior to that and they'd, um, they'd beaten Bicester the week before in quite comprehensive fashion. So, um, yeah, look forward to hopefully getting, you know, speaking to Rory Greenslade Jones about that or, or getting a match report through from. From them, I'm sure they'll be keen to after their their first away win, um, and yeah, that must be putting them back in amongst the, um, you know, putting them back in in the promotion picture, so to speak. I think they were fourth or something going into the game, so yeah, not not a bad season so far. And if no. they can chip away with a few more away wins, they'll really you know do their prospects no harm at all. And I saw that I neglected the uh, Barks Bucks and Oxen Premier in the, in the roundup last week, so. Um, we had uh, Wheatley 30, Slough 22. Um, Drifters didn't have a game, but yeah, the Slough kind of low mid-table at the moment. Slough are, are up and down. They've won a few games at home and they tend to lose away. And uh, You know, they've had some entertaining games though. I, you know, quite a lot of their, when I've been looking at their reports, quite a lot of their matches have been like this one, you know, you know high scoring on both sides. So I think that, you know, I think they'll finish somewhere in mid-table. They probably won't be worried by relegation and they probably won't challenge the top sides okay that's my prediction <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it rings true um, I, I think hopefully the Greenies fans will be hoping for uh, yeah, slightly more uh, positive than that but we'll, we'll wait and see um, and then finally on the hockey we had a derby between Maidenhead and, and Slough as well 3-2 that finished Maidenhead yeah I mean Josh is your story last week I mean you can probably chat a bit about this one but um, you know Chris Brown was saying 
that he didn't expect there to be any easy games in the division and Slough were pointless going into this game but it looks like they weren't given an easy game no yeah absolutely it's um it's quite a funny one really when uh you know his sentiments rang true really but um yeah I I think you know he he was sort of saying it's just a mentality thing you sort of always got to go each game and and realise it's a fresh start but I think Maynard perhaps carry their sort of you know motivate well that sort of feelings from a previous game into the next one that's perhaps what's putting them in these quite close games really yeah I, I kind of expected them to beat Slough quite comfortably at home so um, it'll be really interesting to chat to him and see um, how the match panned out and you know you know who, who, who got the winner and who was kind of disappointed or um, you know at the end of the game but um, the, the important thing is they won it from, from a maidenhead point of view Obviously not from a slam point of view, but from a mainland no. point of view, which is who we'll probably be focusing on this week. Um, they, you know, they've chipped away with a with a few wins in that division now, um, and they're beginning to kind of pull themselves away after uh, from the bottom after a shaky start. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, that rounds off the uh, the podcast today. So thank you both for your for your time again. Uh, much appreciated. Um, to pick up a copy. Um, of the advertiser and find out about uh, yeah what Chris Brown had to say and all the uh, developments from um, the weekend sport then uh, uh, and the reaction then yeah pick up a copy of the advertiser on Thursday and then the Slam Winter Express on Friday um, to contact us send an email to support at baileysmedia.co.uk you can also tweet Dan on at Darlington10 Josh on at Joshua B underscore BM and myself on at David Lee underscore BM we're having a bit of a push on uh, on Facebook with the new sporting group as well um so the yeah main advertiser sports page. So yeah, it'd be great to um yeah get some more interaction going on there and um yeah come on come you know get on get on board on Facebook and, and give us your views on on the matches if you've yeah. been there and seen what's happened or if you agree with us or disagree with us um yeah we should get into some be good to get into some lively debate on yeah that's the way our um our media is going it's all online so <laughs> <laughs> let's embrace a new era um thank you very much uh, for your time and we'll see you again next week. Yeah.